welcome into the broadcast today here in the middle of the week. Thank you so much for taking of your time to join with us on the Bible Tracks broadcast. Greatly appreciate your listenership and partnership with our ministry. If you are unfamiliar with who we are, what we do, please feel free to visit us online, BibleTracksInc.org, or visit us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Just search for Bible Tracks Inc. I'm Mike McCurry, and I'd like to, for just a moment, before we get into anything else, give you a short introduction to who I am. I had the privilege of growing up in a Christian home. My parents, Chris and Ruth McCurry, still amazing examples of Christ-likeness in my life. My father was a military man, and my mother actually was in the army as well for a little while. As a result of my military upbringing, being an army brat, we moved, our family did, eight times in the 18 years I was at home. Had the privilege, though, of attending a good, solid, Bible-believing church at every location that we were at during my lifetime. My parents raised me in church, and I'm so thankful for that. Parents out there, let me tell you this. You have a grave and a great responsibility to raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. My parents did so, and I'm so thankful for that. I have two younger brothers, Caleb and Ethan, also good young men. It is my privilege to be associated with those young men by my last name and blood. So here's a shout out to Caleb and Ethan as well. I grew up in this church-going home. But understand this, my friend, I had to make a personal decision for myself about what I was going to do with Christ. What sort of life was I going to live? Not because my parents told me I had to, but because of a personal decision I made. And as a very young boy, I decided to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Best decision I've ever made. As I graduated from high school, I was presented with a choice. Of course, there are multiple options available to a young man growing up in America, and I chose, by the leading of God, to attend Bible college. I am so thankful for the investment and learning that I was able to acquire while at Bible college. Got my bachelor's degree and master's degree, and the Lord led into full-time ministry. I had the great privilege of serving as the associate pastor of the First Baptist Church of Kenmore in Akron, Ohio for five and a half years. And if by some chance any of those good folks there in Akron are listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. You still mean so much to me and my family. Hope to be back in that neck of the woods sooner rather than later, not only for the fellowship, but there are a couple of excellent food spots that I need to revisit. Haven't been to in a very long time, but I digress. And now the Lord has allowed me for these past months to be the director of Bible Tracks Incorporated. After my salvation, after being a husband, after being a father, this is one of the great privileges of my life and I am so very thankful. One of the reasons that I'm thankful about this opportunity, and we'll talk more about my background in the coming days and weeks. You have many more opportunities to listen to this broadcast, but one of the reasons I am so privileged and grateful to be a part of this ministry is because of the type of mail that we get here at BTI. What sort of mail am I talking about? Well, every once in a while, actually, sometimes multiple times a week, we will receive one of our tracts back in the mail. 
Now you may say, hold on a second. I thought you folks ship, print, and ship tracks all over the world. Why would people send them back to you? You're trying to get them off of your shelves, and you're exactly right. We've sent over half a billion, with a B, half a billion tracks out in our 80-something year history. But every once in a while, and thankfully it's more often than not, we receive a tract back. And the reason for that is because on the back there is a space where someone can fill in their information and let us know that they accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And today, from Fort Worth, Texas, a young lady named Myrna has sent us information telling us that she accepted Christ. Now, I'd like to ask you to pray for Myrna. Myrna is an inmate down in Fort Worth, and Myrna, if by some chance you happen to be listening to the broadcast, we are praying for you, and I believe I can say without exception that there are many listeners under the sound of my voice right now that will add you to their prayer list. If I know anything about our financial and prayer partners, they are very intent on lifting people like you up in prayer. So Myrna, thank you so much for the encouragement it is to receive this tract back today. Now, this track that I'm holding in my hand, again, is an older copy of one of our tracks that we have not printed in a very long time. Now, we still print this track. It's called Two Kinds of Death, but it has a very different front cover. It's done in all color. That tells you how old the one that I have in my hand is. This one is in black and white, if you can believe it. It's called Two Kinds of Death. Now, you can still order this track, not the vintage version that I have with me, but you can order Two Kinds of Death from our website right now. Our website is BibleTracksInc.org. You should consider getting some of this track. Ephesians 2.1, it states on the inside, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Question for you is this, have you been quickened? Paul Levine, the author of this track, mentions that he's not asking when did you join a church or turn over a new leaf or take communion or try to do better, but when were you born again? And if the answer right now is you haven't been, then you, my friend, are dead because there are two kinds of death. I can say unequivocally that this track, Two Kinds of Death, it spoke to a young lady named Myrna in Fort Worth, Texas. It might be speaking to you right now. You might need to go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org. If you have questions about salvation and you'd like to get that taken care of right now, get in contact with us through the Contact Us form on the website, or you can order this track because maybe you have a family member or a friend that you need to send this to today. Make a decision if you don't know Christ, just like Myrna did. Geography makes no difference. You don't have to be in Fort Worth, Texas, or here in the studio room at Bloomington, Illinois, to know Christ. You can do it right from where you are. We will now turn our attention to our Bible study. Here in the middle of the week, we are approaching the end of chapter number 5 of the book of Galatians, Paul's epistle to the churches of Galatia, chapter 5. We will begin reading here in just a moment in verse number 19. We're talking about the works of the flesh today. Paul states, Galatians 5, verse 19, Now... The works of the flesh are manifest, meaning they everybody can see them. They're wide open. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, 
heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. We'll jump right out of the gate and say, that does not mean you can lose your salvation because you've taken part in one of these works of the flesh. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. But before we do, let's go through this extensive list. 17 in all, beginning with adultery. Talking, of course, about sexual sin, followed up very closely by fornication. Let me begin by saying this, friend. So often, we think that there is this list of specific physical actions that we are not supposed to take part in. And as long as we can steer clear from the actual action itself, we are all good to go. Everything is hunky-dory. Friend, that word fornications, it actually has a root word in just the simplicity of impurity, meaning mentally or physically. Friend, your thought life, every thought needs to be brought into captivity. If we go back to yesterday's broadcast in the thought, we need to walk in the spirit. You see, the flesh and the spirit are constantly at war with each other. They are contrary. Next, we see uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, and hatred. My goodness, this is incredibly detailed of a list. Spiritual sins we see. We see sexual sins. We see Spiritual sins next in verse number 20, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and of course, heresies. Friend, can I tell you, if you didn't know, you need to steer clear of sorcery, of witchcraft, things of that nature. You need to steer clear of idolatry, believing on or trusting in or worshiping any other God except for Jehovah God, the true creator of the entirety of the universe. So we see sexual sins. We see spiritual sins. We also see social sins in the second half of verse number 20. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. We see hatred. This is exactly the opposite of love. Do you remember we talked back in verse number 14, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself? When we do the works of the flesh, hatred begins to boil to the surface. You know, truly, friend, if we really were Christians, if we were little Christs, if we were Christ-like, we wouldn't hate people. Friend, in this time frame of, of so much division, of so much turmoil, The antidote is Christ. The antidote for Christians is walking in the Spirit. We see wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. It's amazing how we are so quick to see the sins of other people, but when confronted in a mirror with our own, all of a sudden our sins seem to shrink in importance. Of course, we see the rest in verse 21, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Friend, if you struggle with any one of these things, 
maybe yours isn't one of the top sins. Maybe yours doesn't seem to be the most serious sin. Can I tell you, friend, that any sin whatsoever puts us at odds with Christ, our Savior. You know the song by Charles Wesley, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing? Here's what he says. He breaks the power of canceled sin and sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood avails for me. It's possible for a child of God to fall into any of these sins, but you should not dwell there. In these last 15 seconds, let's talk about that phrase, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This is referring to a loss of reward. Of course, not a loss of salvation. And if you have questions about that, please feel free to contact me. Speak to you soon. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.